Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show, right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Today in the first half hour, we're going to be talking about media and communication. I mean, you're hearing so much today about communication in the media, uh, how it's done, how it's changed, and we have an expert with us today. My guest is Richard Kuritz. He's a political scientist, a writer, a PR strategist, and he is a media relations specialist who brings experts to the media around the country. His background includes finance, construction, and politics, and he keeps an independent perspective on America that crosses party lines and anchored in common sense and the Constitution. Welcome, Richard. Well, thank you for having me. Good to be here. Yeah, yeah, good. You know, let's talk about communication today. I mean, we're hearing so many things. We don't even, you know, if we watch television now, we used to have a media communications person. We don't have that now. You know what? Why? What? I'm I'm forgetting the name of the person, the person who is the spokesperson, the White House spokesperson. That's changed. I mean, things are really changing in the media, and so much is happening on social media. And I'd like to get your perspective on it. Well, I think the first thing people need to be able to do is to find the words they use, because the language has been yes, language is supposed to evolve but it has been so bastardized that we need to stop and say, hey, what is communication? And communication involves somebody speaking or writing or somehow transmitting some information and someone else listening or reading it. Um, If two people are talking at each other, there's no communication. There's Mm -hmm. not even communication to the audience. All the audience is then getting is that there's non-communication, that there's conflict. Um, And, you know, conflict can be interesting if you're dealing with fiction, if you're dealing with entertainment. But when you're trying to get information out, that information is never going to translate to wisdom if all it is is filled with conflict. And that's what we have today. We've got a, a majority of conflict and very, very little communication. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, yeah, I think, you know, I think what's so important, and one of the things, and I'm not going to talk about politics, but I do want to say this, what I try to do is, even if I have one point of view, I try to at least understand where the other point is coming from. And I think we're not seeing that so much, we're just, we're getting, we get different points of view, but not so much. We're getting a lot of um, very strong points of view that are absolutes. Would you agree with that? Yes, and and that comes all the way back to uh, the R word that gets left out, which is responsibility. And mm-hmm. we have people putting this information out, many of whom are non-responsible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by that, I mean uh, you've got an awful lot of people out there on networks that 
are name calling and making accusations and saying, well, this mm-hmm. person is a this and this person has mm-hmm. that. And they have no responsibility, no net responsibility for what comes out of their mouth. They just have a level of influence, not information. And mm-hmm. the one of the biggest forms of alleged communication now is through the Internet and through all these various social media networks. Mm-hmm. And it is probably the biggest sample of non-responsibility because it's all anonymous. I think mm-hmm. you would clean up an enormous amount of this yeah, that's trash true. that travels around on the Internet if you had to put your name and address with it. Well, you know, I'll tell you, when you say that, I keep thinking about what I hear on the news when they fact check. Because that gives me some comfort. You know, when they say, okay, we fact checked and this is what we find. And these are coming from, you know, news sources. So I think, as you said, and they're putting their name on it. You know, whichever network they are, they say, we have fact-checked this, and this is what we found out. These are the facts. And that's kind of what you're saying about putting your name to something. Well, yeah, at least you're standing by it. And at least if it turns out that even in the process of um, Mm -hmm. fact-checking, you made a mistake because that's really easy to do. If you then come back and say, hey, you know, I made a mistake. Right then and there, as soon as possible, with the same level of, of, of influence uh, and effort that you made your statement. If you say, hey, you know, this wasn't quite right. We should relook at this. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> that, takes, yeah. that takes conflict down quite a few notches. Absolutely. Now, you say that you're in the word business, and I want to know what that means, because today... Words are being thrown around very carelessly. You know that. So let's talk about the importance of words. Well, when I try to teach people how to be on the air, for example, because um, uh, as you well know, just because somebody wrote a book or because somebody had a title or because somebody served in a certain position they don't necessarily know how to express themselves uh, on, uh, on audio media or, or audiovisual media. Uh, and it's, it, it can be very intimidating. You know, all of a sudden now you're not talking to one person or a group, you're talking to tens of thousands or millions of people. And it is extremely important that if you have a point to make, that you make it, it within a certain format, within a certain time frame, and, and that you get the content in such a way that not only is it accurate, but that it's, it's interesting enough for people to listen to. Otherwise, your point has fallen. Uh, so being in the word business, it's selecting the right word, selecting the effective way to say something, taking something that is a belief as opposed to a fact, and labeling it. Hey, this is what I believe. This is not necessarily true or it is not necessarily established or it is necessarily beyond a doubt is what I believe to be uh, either based upon what I was taught or based upon what I have discovered from my experience. That's a fair statement. That's an effective Mm -hmm. statement that Mm -hmm. gives you credibility across the board, that gives you a level of honesty. Uh, and you have to say it fast enough so that it also gives you a level of cogency uh, mm-hmm. because people have really, really short attention spans. Right. So you have to say, this is my opinion, in my view. 
This is it, how I feel. If it's an opinion, sure. It's an opinion. I had a, a situation oh, 100 years ago because my oldest son is now in his late 40s. But when he was 19, he was, a, uh, uh, he was an intern in Congress. And he got a call. I got a call from him one day and he said, I'm supposed to go take notes uh, on this briefing from the State Department on China. And no one else in the office, none of the staffers, not the Congress or anybody else is anywhere to be found. But I, I was told to get my tail down there and go take some notes. How do I do this? Wow. And I said, hey, you're, you're in college. You've been taking notes a long time. But you make three columns on this piece of paper. Uh, you, you put down what you hear. You put down what you, what you, what you suggest. Mm-hmm. And then you put down other places that he should look, he should look into, but you make it clear that this is what was said and this is your opinion of it. And this is a direction, uh, a suggestion that you have. And this way someone can look at that and they can make some very quick sense out of it. And you're not editorializing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to give that, that piece of, of advice to every news commentator out there. <laughs> You know, this is my opinion. This is what I'm basing it on. These are suggestions that we're making, as opposed to them jumping right into the suggestions based on opinions. And uh, and 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 I think I think fairness and accuracy is is in desperate need in the majority of media. How would you suggest, Richard, that people use social media if they're going? Because it can be very effective if you're going to use Facebook or Twitter, or LinkedIn, or Instagram, how do you think it should be utilized? Well, the first thing they need to realize is that they've relinquished privacy by doing that, um, especially with Facebook, because they actually have their name on there. Um, they, have to, they have to look at it in terms of what is the other person going to hear besides my my expressed angst about something or my opinion about this person or something, they have to have something that um, has a nugget. I'll steal that from a, uh, uh, a former friend of mine who is a, uh, a deceased friend of mine who is a psychologist. He said, you, you've got to listen for the nugget in, in, the, in the wording. And there's not a lot of time for that nugget in, uh, when, when someone is speaking out loud in the media, or when mm-hmm. they're sending out a, 140 letters in a, in a in a tweet, there's not a lot of room to get the to get the the nuggets in, and you should really try, really try, to front load facts, and mm-hmm. and and separate facts from feelings, get a little honesty in there. Um, Honesty is not going to hurt if you're no longer anonymous. And honesty would be very refreshing <laughs> in the anonymous world of Twitter. Uh, well, you know, it, it just, I get, when I get Facebook be. posts often from people, they'll, they'll forward something else. And they'll say, yes. worth, worth reading, or really, this is important. So it, and they're giving their opinion by forwarding that post. Yes. And, and you would be amazed at the number of people who don't read, hey, somebody sent me this, I think it's worth reading. 
and they get all offended and think that this is your statement or there's an aspect of it that they find uh, offensive to them or disagreeable to their politics. When all you're trying to do is, when you, what you hope that person is trying to do, is say, hey, this is where I've, I've developed an opinion about something and maybe you should take a look at it. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, much like the people who are listening, you know, they, the average person who's listening to, a, uh, to, to, to this interview on the radio is doing something else at the time. So you at best have half their attention. And you have to make sure you get their attention, and then you have to make sure, if you were writing it, that they are actually reading, hey, this is, you know, this is fiction. This is nonfiction. Mm-hmm. This is uh, yeah. a joke to make you laugh. It's not to belittle you. We used right. to be able to laugh at ourselves. I mean, we've right. both been around long enough to remember the 70s. And we used to laugh and tease each other. Italian, Jewish, black, white, brown. We would needle each other all the time, but it was good-natured, and we were almost celebrating our differences and our, uh, our idiosyncrasies. Mm-hmm. Now, now, we, now you're committing a felony. By yeah. by by making by so much as as as, as dressing up in, in something that's not your uh, that's not your natural mm-hmm. ethnic background, which is interesting because yeah, we all have mixed ethnic backgrounds. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break offended. on that. We're going to take a break on that. No, it's very interesting. We'll talk all about that next. We're going to talk more to Rich Kuritz about communication, about social media, about the dominance of social media, about the labels we put on people, about our public perceptions and misperceptions, about how we can communicate effectively in a world that is very fractured right now and words are being misconstrued. And there, there's, there's just there's a lot of problems with communication. And Rich Kuritz is a communications expert, and he's a media strategist. And we'll talk more to him right after the break, right here on the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. We are talking to Richard Kuritz about communication in the media and miscommunication and how do we get our message across without offending people and being authentic and honest. And Rich Kuritz is a media strategist, and he is with StrategiesPR.com, and he's done many other things, and just a tremendous amount of wisdom and knowledge. He's also worked with media around experts. He's brought them to media around the country. So, um, welcome back, Rich. All right. So, I like, I, I, like this, I like this sentence you wrote. You wrote, you keep an independent perspective on America that crosses party lines and it's anchored in common sense and the Constitution. That's what we should all be doing, Rich. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, I would like to see common sense become a lot more common. Mm-hmm. That would mm-hmm. be wonderful. Tell us about this uh, conference you're involved in. Well, um, La Jolla Writers Conference was founded as a labor of love, um, interestingly, by, by Antoinette 19 years ago. And uh, she got involved. she got involved in the book business from being a bookseller in Barnes and Noble and, and doing things for authors and ultimately doing PR for authors independently. And then somebody came to her and said, boy, it would be nice if we had a, another writer's conference in town. So, you know, she's one of these people who cannot figure out that there's something that she can't do. Um, and this, and this and is your so, wife of 50 years. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And, and you my, work uh, with her. I work for her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, uh, and and pleased to do so. This is uh, this is her company, and uh, and she she got in, got this conference started by sitting around with a group of established authors and and people in the industry and said, hey, you know, what can we do that's different? And what she decided was because the industry was changing so much that it should include the art craft and the business of writing. And they said, "Now nah, nobody wants to hear about the business of writing. And she said, they damn well better because it's changing so fast and they're not going to be able to be writers without knowing about the business of writing. And we were the first conference to carry that. Mm-hmm. And two years later, Writers Digest decided it was one of the 84 uh, conferences worth your money in the country. And wow. that was quite a nice feather. And you still have it every year. We still have every year, and we fight to keep the cost of it down. We don't make any money with it. Everybody volunteers. When authors come to speak and when agents come to present, uh, they fly themselves in. They get uh, so. So, Rich, here's uh, my question about that. Cut. How has yep. it changed over the years in terms of content, stories, format? I mean, if you look at when you first started, and then you look at the progression over the years and where it is now. Talk about the differences. Well, um, interesting new genres, crossover, mm-hmm. uh, crossover uh, novels, and crossover stories are written because 
children are reading at a, at a more mature level younger and younger. Mm. So you've got this whole area of, of uh, dealing with, um, you know, you had what was called chiclet that came into being, which would now be considered offensive by some people, but it was women's literature came into being mm. over the last 20 years, really came into its own. Um, 65% of the people who buy books, 70% of the people who actually do the purchasing are women. Even if they're buying books for men, they're, they're still doing the buying. Um, electronic publishing and self-publishing. Uh, self-publishing was virtually non-existent. Then right. it was 2 or 3% of the market. And now it's 65 to 70% of the market. Uh, yeah. yeah. The way, and remember, the and way remember when off. self-publishing was, you couldn't, nobody could do anything with it. I mean, it meant you had an inferior book. Oh, nobody Today, some of the top books are self-published. Oh, sure. And you call, and the quality of the books. Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, when, when, when we were first calling radio and they, they would ask, you know, who published the book? And now they don't care. <laughs> right. They, well, you know, that, that's now you still the have the big ones, though, right? You still have the big names, of course. You know the the of Harpers course. of the world and the Simon and Schusters of the world, and but they're they're usually picking authors that are very well known with huge track records, correct? Yes, and 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 uh, one of the themes that has come to play with electronic publishing, it used to be when an author, and this is where you really find out who's paying attention and who's not, because we know personally a lot of uh, top-name authors. And uh, they didn't know until I think Stephen King kicked this door open. Uh, they didn't know that uh, the idea that their books would go out of print didn't matter anymore. It used to be, you know, after X number of years, when your book went out of print, very few years, two or three, uh, the rights reverted back to the author. Mm. Well, now books never go out of print because they're available mm. electronically. Yeah. So you yeah. have to specifically put in your contract when sales drop below a certain level. Otherwise, you never get your rights back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fascinating. And, uh, and, you know, these are important things that people need to know. They so, need to so know... Let, um, go yeah, ahead. Let's talk about that. If somebody... Because our whole theme here is media communication. So if somebody wants to have an effective message, whether they're self-publishing or they want to do a blog, right, or they want to do social media posting, what would you say to them? What would be your sort of your words of wisdom? Well, that would be the ACE system, um, A-C-C-E. They've got to be accurate They've got to be articulate, they've got to be cogent, and they've got to be effective. So, how do you not be effective? You stop being effective by being offensive, uh, or by using the wrong word. Uh, It's like, sometimes it's like writing a fiction novel. If you're talking about an area in New York City, and you get the street completely wrong, or the street doesn't exist, you start to disrupt and distract and, mm-hmm. and discourage the whole message of the story because you've put something in that was obviously inaccurate. Um, so what's accuracy the second is one? really what's important. The second? So accuracy, what's the second A? Accuracy, articulate. Mm-hmm. 
you know, don't be clumsy in your language. Take the time to be grammatically correct and not have a lot of flowery conversation in there. When you go in and write something, one of the first things they say is, okay, first take out all the adjectives and then just add a few of them back. Yeah. Take all the flowery out of it. Um, Okay. Cogent. Um, People stop listening. People stop reading. People stop paying attention if they're giving a dissertation as opposed to a piece of information. So Um, cogent, give us your definition of cogent. uh, As short as it could possibly be into the point. The, um, (laughs) the, The piece of humor that used to be used for this was, how do you know how long it's supposed to be? It's supposed to be like a woman's skirt, uh, long enough to cover the subject and short enough to keep it interesting. If you remember <laughs> that line. I love that. Uh, that's and, and, that's, and that's the point. That's the point. Now, of course, um, you have to be careful when you say that line, or you have to be irreverent like me and not really care. Uh, but <laughs> that's what cogent is. That is great. All right, effective. Effective. All right. Um, if you're on the That's opposite the side of the political fence, and I want to make you consider something on my side of the political fence, I am not going to be effective by lambasting you with 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 someone else's continuous lines and and buzzwords and you know sound bites. I'm going to have to say something that gets your attention, that makes you say, hmm. At that point in time, at the point you've said, hmm, if you're listening on the radio or if you're reading something in an article, the fact that you stopped and said, hmm, means it was effective. Mm-hmm. You got their attention. Well, yeah, you know, when someone starts telling me how this fantastic social program is needed and it's going to, you know, it's going to cure cancer and make everybody tall and rich, um, I just say, how does that work? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mm-hmm. say that can't work or that's idiotic or it's irresponsible or it's impossible. That's my opinion, founded or not. It's... You explain to me how that works. Because if right. you can't explain Rich, to me how it actually, works, then you don't know. We're actually running out of we're actually running out of time. And I love these four. Okay. To be a good writer, you want to be accurate, articulate, cogent, and effective. So give us some closing thoughts of how you in terms of being a strong and good communicator. What do you want to leave our listeners with? We've got like thirty seconds. Okay. Uh, don't try to incite I-N-C-I-T-E, try to give insight, I-N-S-I-G-H-T. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Don't try to influence, try to inform. Mm-hmm. And if you go in those directions, you're going to cover a lot more ground. Thank you so much, Rich Kuritz. How can people find you? Uh, you can get me at richkuritz at gmail.com. If you want to find out more about the conference, LaHoyaWritersConference.com. And if you want to go back into learning more about the art, craft, and business of writing and getting some professional opinions on it, StrategiesPR.com. Thank you so much. It was great to have you on the program. Thank you. Stay on the line for a minute. 
Rich Kurtz, again, strategiespr.com. All right, uh, that wraps up this first half hour of our program. We have another program coming for you next. Don't go anywhere right here on the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.